young, young gospel. Gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young gospels. Building. My hope is not the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me. Mama, I'm a different Christian. I'm on a different path. I took a different mission. The blood, the life. I got the passion of the Christ. Everyone's so hostile. They used to call me T Money, now it's Young Gospel. Go with me to a land you'll never see. It's free, but it's sex and serenity. Yeah. What's up, my brothers and my sisters? It is your boy, your host, Young Gospel. And I got another great message for you. This message is going to be titled, The Next Steps Forward. How are we going to proceed, right? We are going through a very crazy time in the country. It's a very uh, highly, how can I say it? It's a very hot and angry political climate for many And I understand. I understand. As a Christian, when I see something not right, when I see somebody get potentially cheated or when I see somebody getting jumped, you know, one guy is getting jumped by two guys that that offends me. Why? Because as a Christian, our first instinct is I don't want. You know, I don't want to see somebody get hurt like that. I don't want to see anybody get cheated. But that's our Christian nature. That's our godly nature that we don't desire to see somebody get cheated. But the president is not going to solve your problems of salvation. The president is not going to solve anything that has to do with the kingdom. The president is not going to win souls. The president is not going to go out there and do real Christian outreach. The president is entangled in presidential matters. Now he's not entangled in the matters of the kingdom of heaven. So Romans 5.3, Romans 5.3 says, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. We're going to come to a time well, we're going to see a shift in politics. We're going to see a shift in morals, ethics, and standards. But sometimes God has to bring us through suffering because suffering produces endurance. And verse 4 says, and endurance produces character and character produces hope. Think about that. We need to suffer to produce endurance. It's for the long run. This is for the long haul. We're not in it for the short run. We're in it for the long haul. But so many people, being that we're so close to the end, are throwing in the towel. They're waving the white flag. They're surrendering to the enemy. They're surrendering to the world. Why? 
There's so many prophecies being fulfilled. You have ran this race. You know the good news. You know the plan of salvation. You understand what it is to be a Christian. And now you're going to throw in the towel. We're in the 12th round. And we need to practice for endurance. We need to work out for endurance. And the way that we're going to work out for endurance is by reading our Bible, by staying in prayer, and by fasting. How many of us are fasting? The flesh is weak. A lot of us don't want to do it. A lot of us don't want to fast. A lot of us don't want to be uncomfortable, but that's what America has become. The American Christian is comfortable. The American Christian wants to worship God in the lap of luxury. The American Christian wants to get to church in a Tesla. The American Christian wants to read the Bible out of his brand new Apple iPad. The brand new Christian, sorry, the American Christian wants to have a nice seat at church with the Tempur-Pudic material. We need the choir to sound a certain way. We all need to act a certain way. I need a tie with polka dots. I need a little bow because I want to look cool with my glasses, even though I don't need them and my little boots. And we're missing the bigger picture. We go to church. We make this huge fashion show out of church, right? And then when we leave church, that's it. We did our civil duty. Right. We did our duty. It's my responsibility to show up, to run the sound, to sing a little bit, to play the bass, to rock on the drums, to look cool. But when it's time to renew yourself in the spirit, wait, my hair, I don't want to mess up my hair. Hey, man, I just wore the new pants. I don't want to get on my knees. It's the new boots. I don't want the wrinkles going across the boots. We're missing the big point because we're not suffering. American Christianity is worshiping in the lap of luxury. That's why real suffering produces real endurance and real endurance produces real character. And we are characterless people in America. We don't care anymore about real worship, about getting down in the spirit, about getting drunk in the spirit. Oh, no, look at how that person's acting. Oh, my God, they're jumping around. They're rolling on the ground. Guys, they thought that the church in the book of Acts, they thought that they were all drunk. Let's get it together. This is not about you. We need to stop being so egocentric. This is not about the cool gadgets that you bring, that you tow with your, with your vehicle and that you bring down out of your car. I get it. These things facilitate our Christianity, our movement. But these things are not the centerpiece. The centerpiece is Christ Jesus. And we're going to suffer. And this new political system is going to bring that suffering to our doorstep. But it's time to get out there and do true outreach and stop acting like entitled Christians. We need to get out there and talk to the people because this is the commandment of God. And we don't have character because we've never produced the endurance and we've never produced the endurance because we've never had to suffer. Some of us have never even known what suffering is. Some of us 
have always had it easy. We've always had food in the in the fridge. We've always had bread and we've always had milk and we've always had eggs and we've always had bacon and we've and it's because yeah, some of us grew up with parents that were blessed. Some of us grew up with parents that had good jobs. I didn't, but some of us did, right? And I'm kind of guilty of that because I'm giving that now to my kids. I'm giving them a cush, easy life. And God is like, no, 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 no. You guys have become the watered down church. I don't want a church that's watered down. I need a purified church. And that's what we aim to bring. But now God is going to unleash the suffering upon us. Because look what's happening in China. The China church is on fire. Why? Because they have suffering. They have the Communist Party that's always coming to their doorstep, trying to tow them away. Some people are getting killed over this, man. And we can't. We don't even want to break a nail. We don't even want to stub our toe. We don't even want to put the wrinkles across the boot. We don't even want to wear our new clothes out because... Hey, some homeless guy might want a hug and he may touch me and he may just get my new leather jacket from H&M dirty or my new Louis Vuitton uh, jacket dirty or my Balenciaga shoes dirty and I can't take those to the park. You kidding me? Look, guys, I know the church is growing. I know technology is growing. I know a lot of people that like fashion, whatever. Come on. This is petty now. We're becoming the petty church. We're, we're becoming the pitiful church. We need to get out there. And we need to do true outreach. And it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter what kind of watch you have. It doesn't matter what you drive. Because believe me, bro, none of this stuff you're going to have in heaven. Believe me, sister, none of this stuff is going with you. Not, not the gold, not the jewelry, not the dress, not the heels, not the car. Not the extensions. So get it together. We're becoming a watered down church. And God revealed this to me. And that's why I got it. Now, now I'm preaching it to you. Look at what 2 Timothy 3 says. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Look at what 2 Timothy 3 says. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Share in suffering. Let's get together and let's talk about the suffering. Let's share the burden. What's wrong? Well, I went over here. They kicked me out. Man, well, I went over there too. And, you know, I ran into somebody who yelled at me. This is how we're going to become stronger. If we share the suffering, we understand one another, we lift each other up. That's what's going to bring the church to a new level. We need to stop being lazy and afraid of COVID and the mask and get out there. Grab a microphone, grab an app, get on a street corner and start talking to the people because somebody's going to approach you. Somebody will approach you and say, hey, I'm going through something. And that's where true outreach begins. Jesus was walking around with lepers. There was leprosy back in the day. Way more lethal than this COVID-19. Way more deadly. There was way more deadlier diseases back then. The people were really dying from. There was blood diseases. There was all kinds of stuff. There was people possessed with demons. 
We can't be afraid, guys. I understand. Some of us have elders in the home. I, I get it. I get it. But there's a way to do it. And you know you can do it. A lot of us are risking going to the store. A lot of us are risking going to a friend's house. A lot of us are risking going to the mall. Hey, you're risking everything already. You're not going to risk something for the kingdom? Look at what verse 4 says. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits. We're not supposed to get entangled in civilian pursuits. We're not supposed to pursue what civilians pursue. It says, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Who enlisted us? Who brought us into this sacred, holy reunion? Christ Jesus did. He's the one that added us to the team. We need to please the coach. Put me in, coach. The coach is Christ Jesus. And if you're riding the pine, if you're sitting on the bench, it's time you put your skills to the test because Jesus is trying to put you in the game. We need to start playing, people. We need to start playing. We need to start polishing up that Bible. Open it up. It's a little dusty. It's been dusty for too long. And Jesus knows it. And he's tired of it. And he... And believe me, if I'm telling you, it's because I'm telling myself also. And I need to get out there. And I need to stop being a wimp. And I need to stop being afraid. We need to get out there. Romans 8.18 says, For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. This suffering is, that's going to come is nothing. But the glory that we're going to have when we get to heaven, the glory that is to come, that will be revealed to us, which is Christ Jesus, that right there does not have a comparison. Every single apostle got killed. Every single apostle was murdered. I think maybe two of them, don't quote me, died of old age. I think John the beloved, I think he died of old age and there might have been one other one. But either that, some of them got beheaded. Some of them got crucified upside down. Some of them were not worthy of the cross. They got crucified on an X post. But they all got killed for the most part. And what are we so afraid of? We live in America where the worst thing that could happen to you is somebody just yells a slur at you. Because believe me, Death is gain. And the Apostle Paul already said that death is gain. If we die, we gain. Why are we so afraid of death? If we die, it's gain. That's what the Apostle Paul says. But you know why you're afraid? Because you don't believe this truth. That's why. Fear comes into our lives because we don't believe what we're believing in. We don't believe Jesus. We don't believe his truth. We don't believe the power. That's why we can't heal anybody. Because we don't believe it. We're not praying enough. We're not fasting enough. But we also don't believe it enough. That's the biggest problem right now. We're not believing what we're studying. Because if we really believed what we were studying, we could change this world. And there's not enough of us out there. There's not enough of us out there. And some of you might say, well, that's not my ministry. That's not my calling. No, 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 no. Look, you can play the piano. Awesome. You can play a guitar. Great. 
you can usher people in and you're, you got a great smile, good. Every single person is called to spread the good news. This is what we should be teaching in church. First commandment, right? Not, not, I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments, but the very first thing that we need to preach in church, we need to get out there and talk to people. Spreading the good news. The Ten Commandments are for us to be, they call us to obedience. But our mission, our main objective is to get out there and talk to people. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Our objective is to get out there and talk to the people. And if you're not out there talking to the people, then you're not doing true outreach. You're not doing true outreach if you're not out there talking to the people. James 5.13 says, is anyone among you suffering? There's a question. Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Savior. Is anyone suffering? I don't see anybody suffering. Now, there's people that genuinely, genuinely are suffering. But for the most part, a lot of us are healthy. Christ has really been good to us during these times. We need to get out there. We owe it to the people. We owe it to God. So many things that he's done for us. And all we want to do is live in the lap of luxury. We think that God is just going to bring those people to our doorstep. And while we're watching our smart TVs on our smartphones, this person is going to knock on our door and they're going to say, hey, what's the plan of salvation? Oh, yeah, come in, sit down. Let me explain to you with a little cup of coffee. No. There's going to be resistance that the devil's out there. The devil's out there. The enemy's out there. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be suffering. It's coming, people. It's coming. But God is going to use it to wake us up. God is going to use it to empower us, to wake us up so that we can get out there and we can talk to our friends that are addicted to heroin. So we can get out there and talk to our friends that are addicted to pills, to Oxycontin, to all of those things. Jesus is going to bring suffering to our doorsteps. But it is going to be to empower us. Jesus is not in business to destroy us. He is going to bring suffering to our doorsteps. But it's going to be to help us. To build character. That's what Jesus aims to do. He aims to build character in our lives. I've been really concerned about this message, but I know this is a strong message, guys, but I have to do it. Jesus is calling me to preach this message to tell you guys, really. I mean, I want to have a conversation. I'm not trying to be preachy, but God is just telling me you have to tell them this. And believe me, thank you, everybody that's been listening from Columbus, from 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 Brazil, from from China, from Japan, from Saudi Arabia, from India. I love all of you guys. I've been getting listens from all over the world, from the United States. There's so many people listening, and I love you guys. 
And I love the fact that you're listening because I know you're getting filled with the word. But we have to do more. As young people, we're the new generation. We're the new generation. We have to get out there. We have to be creative. It's fine. You want to use TikTok? Do it for do it for the Lord. Do it for the kingdom. We don't need to see five pictures of five different burgers. We don't need to see five different pictures of desserts. We, you know, I don't need to see 10 pictures of your dog. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Or put a personal one up and then make an account for Christ. Where it's all about God. We need to change the world. I personally, I would say face-to-face. There's too many people that think they're tough characters online. There's too many keyboard warriors. There's too many people hiding behind fictitious names. And they could say whatever they want because they got a burner account. Nah, man, this ain't a burner account. I don't need a burner account. I need a real account. I need to be a real person so that you can relate. A person's going to talk to you about salvation. That's what we need in these times. We need real people. I had a homie back in the day that used to, that told me one time, he said, real G's do real things. And that hit me. You know, when I was living that life, he said, real G's do real things. And it's true. But now we're real G's for Christ. Some of us are triple OG's for Christ. That's okay. But we need to get out there and we need to talk to the people. Because if you ain't out there doing real things, then you ain't a G for Christ. I'm sorry, you ain't. You're a poser. You're a poser for Christ. Or you're a newbie. In that case, it's fine. You got to learn. You got to learn the ropes. But somebody's got to teach you. You got to get to a good church. You got to have some good Christian friends around you so that they can teach you. So that way you won't be afraid. Because God is coming. Jesus is here. He's coming. He's a lot closer than we think. They're already building the third temple in Jerusalem where the Antichrist is going to sit. And the false prophet, look it up, third temple being built. They're starting it already. The chip is here. Elon Musk has a neural link. It's all here, guys. It's all here. They already know how to implant it in you. They already know how to do everything. We're at the end. Come on, guys. Don't wave that white flag. Don't give up now. It's time to step up and and be even stronger and be even louder. 2 Timothy 5. As for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Endure it. Remember, he said that suffering builds endurance. And endurance builds character. He's telling us right now, endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry, Timothy. For all you Timothys that are out there, fulfill your ministry. Endure suffering. Do not be afraid. Do not be beguiled by the enemy. We are stronger than we think. We're smarter than we think. We're better looking than we think. Jesus has equipped us with everything, with the knowledge, with the talent, with what we're going to say, with what we're going to wear. He says, don't worry about none of those things. Once you get there, I'm going to tell you what to say. I'm going to tell you what to wear subconsciously. You're just going to put it on and you're going to go. We need to further the kingdom. And the only way we're going to do it is by not being afraid and understanding that suffering is a part of it. Suffering is a part of life. It's a part of it. But I feel that the, the suffering that's coming our way is going to be to build endurance in our lives. Because we've been 
too comfortable for too long. And God's, God's not happy with that. Too many false prophets, too many wolves in sheep's clothing, too many watered down churches, too many churches accepting the contrary to the word of God. We cannot be a part of that kind of a church. Read your word. Read your word. When the pastor is saying something, look at what your Bible says. Don't just sit there and listen and be like, oh, yeah, the pastor's right. You don't know that. Read the word of God. Ask other people in your congregation. Ask other people in your home. Talk to other pastors. Create a community and say, is this right? Because there's too many pastors tricking their congregation. The congregation's not even reading the word of God. Their congregation doesn't even open the Bible while he reads it. Compare the Bible with what your pastor is saying. There's a lot of false prophets out there, and there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing out there. Now, to close this up, Isaiah 8, 12, it says, Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy. And do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Just because people are yelling conspiracy doesn't mean we have to yell conspiracy. And just because some people are afraid of something doesn't mean we need to be afraid of it. He's given us a different spirit. He's given us a different truth. It says, but the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy, only not a president, not an emperor, not a prime minister, not a senator. No, Jesus only. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. He is the only one we should fear, like I told you. Do not fear the one that can kill the body, but fear the one that can kill the body and take the soul. I hope that this message reaches you guys and touches you guys because I'm even getting goosebumps preaching it and, and saying it. Again, do not call conspiracy all that these people call conspiracy. Look at Isaiah 8, 12. And do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. We don't need to fear what the world fears. He's given us a different spirit. Not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of bravery. And we can't call everything conspiracy because not everything is conspiratorial. But we also don't need to get involved in civilian matters. We need to get involved in the matters of our Lord Christ Savior. I love you in Jesus' name. I hope you listen to this message. I hope you retain it. Again, a big shout out to everybody that's listening, to everybody in Columbus, to everybody across the United States, to everybody in India, Pakistan, China, North Korea, Japan, wherever you're listening from. I love you in Jesus' name. I know you're out there. I know there's a lot of people listening in the Netherlands. I love you guys. I pray for you guys. Some of you guys are living in communist countries. Some of you guys are really suffering, not like us over here that where some of us are playing church. We need to stop playing church. No one cares about your Tesla. If it can drive itself and if it can park itself, we don't care. We need to get with God. I'll tell you what, let's go pray. Let's go get the word of God. Let's go renew ourselves in the spirit. Then after church, we'll, we'll talk about your Tesla. After church, we'll talk about your fancy watch. We'll talk about your purse. We'll talk about your high heels. After church, though, don't, don't come at me before church trying to distract me with your gizmos and gadgets. Don't get me wrong. I love them, too. But 
No, 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 no. After. We'll, we'll talk about that after. We're here for one reason, and that's for Christ. And we need to remember that there's other brothers and sisters in other countries that are suffering true prosecution. There's other brothers and sisters in other countries that are being beheaded, that are being killed, that their sons are being sent to concentration camps, to slave camps. We need to understand that there's bigger things at stake here. Please listen. Please listen. There's bigger things at stake here than your stupid watch, than your stupid car, than your stupid clothing. I'm sorry to have to get like this, but it's true. There's bigger things, man. Look at the real world. Look at the world. Look at the suffering. We can't continue like this. We need to step our game up. And like I always say, put me in, coach. Put me in. I love you in Jesus' name. I'm out. Young, young gospel, gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young Gospels Podcast. Hope is in the building. Hope is out the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me. Mama, I'm a different Christian. I'm on a different path. I took a different mission. The blood, the life. I got the passion of the Christ. Everyone's so hostile. They used to call me T Money, now it's Young Gospel. Go with me to a land you'll never see. It's free, but it takes sincerity. Young Gospel's Podcast.